Eclectic Soul Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jan. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm trying. It is okay. Can wow, I can't believe that I just said I was Jen. I'm actually Jen. Um, Jen is sitting next to me, laughing her butt off because that was a first. And with the planetary alignment that's been going on, all kinds of weird crap <laughs> has been happening. Last night was 4th of July, and we actually got to witness the moon, beautiful as she is in the sky, with Jupiter, I do believe, and Venus. So it was Venus behind her and the Jupiter behind Venus, I believe. Not 100% sure, but I took a picture of that. But I still cannot believe I just said I was Jen, because I hated it when people called me Jen when my name is Jin. So, I'm sorry, Jen, <laughs> but you are Jen, and I am Jen. So Hi, everybody. <laughs> I am Jen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the beginning of our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you for joining us. This was the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> but, um... But anyway, this podcast we would um, would like to bring to you guys uh, two topics. We hope we can smash them in today because lately our podcasts have been running a little long and it's not helping with me tangenting right now. But I will like to speak about blood types, which comes from Japanese and South Korean cultures. Japanese and um, actually Galileo. I think it's Galileo. Nope, I'm wrong, but... Somebody might have to edit all this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, someone being me. Yeah, the the real Jen. <laughs> so we swapped roles today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but um, Jen, did you know this is our 23rd podcast? But yeah, it's, this is so cool. And then, you know, we have an anniversary coming up in, mm -hmm. I think, August. Yeah, yeah, about another month, yeah. Yeah, so yay. Woohoo! Woo but anyway... So, getting to um, blood types, um, and what I mean by blood types, blood types are the blood that's within your veins. So, um, if you are O blood, whether you're negative or positive, it's not about the, the sign that's next to it, it's about the type. If you're O, if you're A, if you're B, or if you're AB. These blood types have certain characteristics that go with these blood types, which can also help define who you are. And as I was saying, um, Japanese culture actually uses it and South Korea uses it. And, and people, if you were in Japan and if you were in South Korea and if, if someone was interested in you, whether it's working on a project or whether it's uh, getting to know you or, or want to date you or something, they may ask you what your blood type is. A female may ask more than a male, but they want to know because they want to know if you're compatible. So it actually, um, personality traits that are in the blood types go back as far as Aristotle. He actually first initiated, and then in 1926, two people in Japan ran with it. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, they even have, um, they've written a book. They've done a quite a bit. Of, I'm not going to, I'm learning Japanese. I am not going to uh, dishonor myself or them. <laughs> And mess up their names, so I'm just going to keep it at that. Plus, I want to try to keep what good information we really need to get out there. And what I want to share with you is the blood type and the the uh, characteristics of it to maybe help you and just give you a little bit of information. But yes, this goes back all the way to um, Aristotle and um, one other Greek philosopher um, actually linked it to uh, personality biology and um, linking the traits to certain um, bodily humors. So, type A. Jen, do you even know what your blood type is? Um, I don't. And actually, I was thinking because I don't really know anything about blood types, and since you're devoting all, like, this whole section to blood types, uh -huh. I was thinking that maybe we could use this to our advantage. Okay. Because you know what your blood type is, and yes. I don't. Right. So I was thinking that maybe we could try to figure out, maybe at the end, what you think my blood type is, because you don't know what it is. Right. And then later on down the road, if I ever do find out, we can then compare and we can share it on the podcast at that time. Okay. And see if, if there really is any credibility, because usually you look at it from the other perspective. Right. Where we already know and then whatever, but since we're looking at it from a different way... It would be kind of interesting to see what we actually really think my personality is what my blood type should be. Right. That's actually quite interesting. And this is going to be really fun. <laughs> okay, so um, type A blood type. People with this blood type are described primary as well organized. Now, this is why I asked you what your blood type is. Because to me, I thought you would be type A because okay. you are a well-organized person. Mm -hmm. These blood type A, they like to keep things neat and can be stubborn and get stressed out easily. They also value harmony with others. They can be agricultural people and um, because of the root of blood type A, which makes them help, well, makes them want to work and work well and collaborate with farmers developing um, the foods and stuff and making sure the people around them are well taken care of. Mm -hmm. So um, personality traits of type A. Now, I have mixed them with negative and positive traits, but I didn't want to say this is a negative or this is a positive. Just because you're a blood type A does not mean all these traits signify who you are. You only take what resonates with you. So um, they can be timid. They can be mild-mannered. They can be anxious, earnest, sensitive, stubborn, intense, reserved, patient, responsible, shy, withdrawn, polite, perfectionist, stressed, kind and kind, diligent, attentive, composed, which you do compose yourself very well, reliable, nervous, and neat. Okay. So I you think, think I'm type A. I think you are more type A. Okay. And that's what I thought when it, because when I started the process of putting this together, I even asked you, you know what it is? You said no. I said, oh, damn. You know, because now I'm not going to know what Jen is. But as I was putting this together, I'm going, oh, a lot of this really resonates with Jen. Uh-huh. And I was like, hmm, you never know. So, 
Um, type O. Blood type O is often described as being optimistic. They are very outgoing and they have leadership abilities. But then, hmm, Jen could also fall underneath some of that. They are able to set the mood for groups of people. They don't care much about little things. And then I was going, nope, that's not Jen. <laughs> little things mean a lot to Jen. And their behavior sometimes freaks out the more sensitive A types. And then they're often late to events and sometimes rude. Uh, o types are incredibly resilient and flexible, enabling them to roll with the punches. But these are their traits. Optimistic, easygoing, leadership ability, insensitive, unpunctual, calm, confident, self-determined, strong-willed, intuitive, self-centered, cold, unpredictable, workaholic, outgoing, energetic, sociable, or excuse me, social, flexible, realistic, financially minded, Resilient, romanticist, cautious, and devoted. I don't think that sounds like me. I mean, no. there's a couple of things that could be me, but could. it's so, there's but so it's much that's so not tiny, me. So tiny, so tiny. Yeah. As soon as it says that, um, where was it? The outgoing, and you're more quiet and reserved. Leadership abilities, you do have leadership abilities when you kick in, especially when you're training. Didn't Brian say he was A? I thought he was B. No, oh, he's B. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so, oh, guess what we're doing next. B blood type. Blood type B is generally described as selfish. They are also known for their creativity. Mm-hmm. Blood type B has a strong sense of curiosity but at the same time, loses interest easily. Hmm. Though there's a lot of positive to B types, people tend to focus on the negatives. Some say their root is the nomadic peoples who roamed from place to place. So he's a roamer. <laughs> so the traits that they have, and they could be positive or negative because I'm not separating them. I'm leaving them together, so take what resonates with you. They could be selfish, pas- passionate, erotic. No, take that back. <laughs> that erotic? Or- erotic. Erratic. I was like, erotic? erotic. Whoa, whoa. Erotic. Wild. Yeah, I don't have my glasses on. So Actually, maybe erotic could be thrown in there. Oh. It could be. You never know. You're because just passionate I said it. and wild. Right, and wild. So active, uncooperative, but creative, strong, irresponsible, unforgiving, relaxed, freewheeling, unconventional, unpretentious, curious, cheerful, outgoing, adventurous, indecisive, and unpredictable. So I think that sounds like him. You think your husband? Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit of that fits yeah. him. I don't think it fits me though. No. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. No. You are not B. No. You're not B. Now, I am type A B. I really get upset. So you're when... me and Brian put together. Yes, I am <laughs> you and Brian put together. We are a rare mixture. There it we it, we're hybrid of A and B. And um, there's not many people with AB blood. However, I get really upset when Asian friends of mine 
throw it in my face that I am two-faced <laughs> or I am fake because I am not two-faced and I'm not fake because I am more A than I am B. And then once I read these types, these traits to you, you can tell me what you think on that. Okay. So if you think I'm more A or more B after you hear all this. But type AB blood type is a hybrid of A and B, which I stated. They're two different personalities mixed together. They are often seen as dual nature and complicated. I can be complicated. For example, they are shy like A types, but they're also outgoing like B. We are talented, composed, rational, artistic, aloof, cool, two-faced. No, I am not. Controlled, sociable, critical, indecisive, forgetful, yes I am, irresponsible, shy, outgoing, trustworthy, self-centered, sensitive, I am not self-centered either, dream chaser, spiritual, calm, mysterious, vulnerable, complicated, private, creative, eccentric, charming, impatient, proud, diplomatic, discriminating. So whatever the diplomatic, it, we're discriminating with the diplomatic, whatever, I don't, I just, I'll leave it at that. Popular and adaptive. And then I put it in here and said, what is with the two-faced crap? Because I am not two-faced. To me, two-faced is someone who will tell you one thing and turn around and do something else. Maybe what they mean is, they, they mean that there's two aspects of yourself. So you're unpredictable and not really, you don't have a stable personality. So like you, we're not, like, somebody might not be sure what exactly to get or how you'll react to a situation. So maybe that's what they mean when they say two-faced instead of it being like, you know, like where you're pretending to be something you're not. I, I will agree with that, but I will also throw this out there. Because we are a mixture of A and B, you never know if you're going to get A or if you're going to get B. So that's like tying what I told you earlier and what you just said kind of together. Because sometimes we are A. Sometimes we are B. It depends on the situation. It depends on where we're standing at that moment, that point of time. So, but yeah. But after I've read all of these to you, mm -hmm. and still right now I say you would be an A, mm -hmm. what do you think? Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I think the only, the only ones that would even be somewhat close to me would be A and A and B, and that's it. Yeah. Now, this would be really cool if you were A, B, because we both <laughs> so much alike. <laughs> we're both Mercury babies. A, B, we're both introverts. <laughs> yeah. And we're actually probably family, so <laughs> after what I just found yeah. and what you told me, so I just got to find my password to get into uh -huh. my thing. But yeah, so, um, but it's unique how the personality compatibility with blood types work. I don't, I, I could see some of this, but because I, I just don't know. Um, I'm not going to tell you wedding wise. That's something that you really would have to go into. I don't get that far into this. I try to keep this light. So the personality compatibility is like if you're wondering who you would get along with the most um, and 
So compatibility can differ depending on how the stereotypes are interpreted. And um, so like A and A. Their similar personalities generate empathy and affection, but sometimes can, can create irritation between both people. As that can be so intense. Um, so, yeah, you can work, A's can work together, but, or date or whatever, but it would be intense and they can clash a little bit and irritate each other. Um, A, type A and type O have very different personalities. A is sensitive, but O is not. They cover each other's weaknesses, but the differences may stress them out. Um, A and B, type A envies, type B's ability to enjoy things at their own pace. Type B is uncomfortable with A's doting. The kindness feels intrusive. Hmm. But with if you're A mm-hmm. and Brian's B, I wouldn't say you're doting. I think you're I think you do your own thing. Yeah, I do. So so that's where this is this is what throws well, me. Well, I mean the thing the also the thing too, I mean we are doing astrology, so I'll mention this just real quick, but I mean, you have to take some of the stuff with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. this is a really small, you know, it's just a rating of people. You've only got what, like four categories or something to describe a mass amount of people. Exactly. And but this know, is just basically right, just on blood. just on your blood, and so right. there's a lot of other factors involved. When, you, when she mentioned a couple of them earlier, you're talking about actual personality types, right? right. The you know, I N whatever. I'm an INTJ. And I am an FT. Right. I forgot. Uh-huh. So you have that kind of stuff, which is like the psychological aspects of your personality. Right. But then you also have, you know, your astrology. Right. And with astrology, things are very complicated because you've got like all the planets and where were all the planets and what houses and when you were born and all. So it's like, you, this is just, you know, a very small amount of information. Right. Like maybe even a summary, but it's not... It's not going to, like, be the be-all, end-all of your, Oh, no, yeah. no. This is just to help you with the, to understand a little bit more about yourself. But it's not going to give you a full picture because not everything under these characteristics are, is you. You have mm-hmm. to take what resonates with you. I'm trying to think. I wonder if Taman's B. I think it doesn't... Isn't it public? Yeah, it is public, but I... I think I, it is B, but that would be creepy weird because him and Brian already share a lot of... They already have the same I personality know, traits. it would be perfect for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think he is B. I know. When it comes to blood types, numerology, or um, personality traits, we can give you a link to where you can... Go do that. And then with this next part that we're doing, astrology. We both study astrology. Um, Jen just started this year? Um, I started I started last year. Last year. Um, actually going to school for it. Um, but I've always, you know, have been studying here and there astrology. Right. It's yeah. just more of like a formal training is right. what I started last year. Yeah. So, and I started it, formal training, I guess is what you could say. I have a teacher that goes over things with me um, just last year, but I have been doing astrology since I was 18 years old, or probably before 18. Astrology is just one of those things where we could literally be here all year talking about, we could just have a podcast devoted to this. It's just, it's, it's just very complex. 
Um, so I'm just going to focus on some really basic things okay. um, about astrology. I'll, I'll focus on what everybody knows already to start off, which is your sun sign. Um, your sun sign, even if you've, you've never even looked into astrology, most people have heard about a sun sign, which is what your horoscope is when, when you open a newspaper and you read your horoscope. If you're a, you know, you say you're a Taurus or you're, you know, a Sagittarius or something like that. That is your sun sign. And what that means is when you were born, the sun, just the sun, was in a particular position when you were born. So that's all that that means. Um, and the sun, the planet of the sun, represents your core personality. Um, the personality that is shown out into the world. So it's your outer personality. Right. Um, all of the planets in the sky all have something to do with your personality, not just the sun. So when you're just focusing on the sun, um, just keep in mind that that's just a really small part of your personality, and it's only the personality that other people see, okay? When you're looking at yourself as a person, there are so many aspects to yourself because you also have um, a side of yourself that people don't see, that you keep to yourself, that you hide away. Right. Um, just you know, the dialogue that you have between yourself you know, how you're talking to yourself, your inner world. But then you also have the aspects in certain situations as well. So you're going to be a certain way with your lover. You're going to be a certain way as a parent. You're going to be a certain way as a friend. Um, you're going to be a, a certain uh, a person at work. Um, so there's all of these different aspects that are represented by different planets that talk about all of those different aspects, the different roles that you play, the different situations that you're in. Um, and depending upon where the planets are in the sky when you were born is how you look at everything as a big, as a big picture. Correct. Okay. So that was the sun sign. Your sun sign is just your outer personality. Your moon sign is your inner personality. And for me, and this is just me, a personal opinion, um, I think that your moon sign tells more about who you really are than your sun sign. And that's just because if you're comparing it to psychology, you've got the, the you know, the ego and the superego or your unconscious and your conscious, conscious mind, mind, right? right. Yeah. Um, you can look at it that way, which is your sun sign would be your conscious mind. Correct. And your moon sign would be your unconscious mind. So, um, your, the, the, the person that you are when you're alone um, the person that you are when you're just talking to yourself, when you're just thinking about things, when you're reflecting, um, I think shows who you really are more than what you show to the world. Because you can, you can put on a show for somebody and it not really be yourself, right? So, but again, this is just my personal opinion. I'm not saying that one is more important than the other. I just, that's just what I personally believe. Um, so, so your moon sign is who you are as a person secretively, just, just by yourself. Um... And your ascendant um, sign, and, and they call them the big three, because those are like the big, the big threeest, most what they call, consider the most important right. planets or important signs to look for, um, are going to be your sun sign, your moon sign, and your ascendant. And your ascendant is basically um, where the sun, uh, where the sun's position was when um, it was rising. So, and that, in order for you to find that out, you would need to know the exact time that you were born. Right, which I do know. Yes, and but not, unfortunately, not a lot of people do know that, especially people from older generations, because they don't 
They didn't keep track of that stuff. Right. They just, oh, you were born. Some of them don't even really know at all like, whether you're born in the morning or not. Right. <laughs> or in the night or, or that. So. Yeah, I was born at 628 mm-hmm. p.m. So I know yeah. my ascendant sign is Aquarius. Right. So the sun was in Aquarius when I was born. Right. Right. So ascendant is basically where is the sun coming up, like the horizon. Right. right. Um, and this is supposed to kind of represent more of the, the goal aspects of your life. Um, your ambitions, how are you when, when kind of like your day to day, like, you know, what drives you, stuff like that. So that's what your ascendant represents. Um, the next planet is Mercury. Yes, that, <laughs> that's what rules us because right. Jen's a Gemini and I'm a Virgo. Right. So to explain what she just said, <laughs> um, every sign, um, and when I say sign, I'm talking about your sun sign. Um, but again, we can get really complicated and technically you can take all of the plan, all of the positions and look at all of the rulers of each planet and that just gets really complicated, but you can do that. But typically people just focus on the sun sign. Um, and each, each sun sign has a ruler planet. So planet that, um, it basically is the master (laughs) of that sign. It controls them. So what Jen was saying is that Gemini's and Virgo's are the only two signs where they, they're ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is basically our master. Yep. It's our bitch. Yep, our bitch. I like that. that is, she's or we're, or we're Or we're, or we're her, her bitch. bitch. Probably yeah. more, that's probably more probably. accurate. Yeah. Um, and what that means is that the aspects of the, that the planet represent is what's ruling us. It's what's controlling us like puppets, basically. Yeah. Oh, especially right now. <laughs> yeah. So Mercury basically is the planet of communication. Any form of communication um, so whenever, whenever you hear, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, it just means that all communication is just kind of gone haywire mm-hmm. or it's not flowing really well. So you don't really want to have like deep, meaningful conversations with people or expecting fight. good <laughs> to get a good result. Um, expressing yourself is not going to be a good time because people are not going to see what you're actually trying to say. Um, and then technology and things don't really work well either because again, technology is a form of communication. So again, um, that's what Mercury in retrograde means. Any, t- any kind of retrograde, any, the word retrograde basically means that if that planet is in retrograde, it means that the energy that that planet represents is basically blocked or is kind of like going backwards, literally. Cause that's what is happening to the planet when it's in retrograde is it's going backwards. So if you just imagine that energy, it's kind of, just kind of, woo, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It's kind of a negative because it is going backward, but it's not a real negative. No, and it's I just it likes to mess things up. Right, for you. right. I try, I try to stay positive with it because it's right. not, it's not always necessarily negative. It's just, we'll just say that the planet has been out drinking. Yes, <laughs> and, and you've had to hurt hurt us if you listen to all of our shows. That every now and then I'll go, damn it, Mercury. And it's like, stop it. It's because I can't speak right or I fumble over my words. And we, and Mercury retrograde happens more than any other retrograde in a year. Yes, and that's sad. because it's one of the fast-moving planets. Yes. All the planets have different speeds when they go around the sun. Right. Um, and Mercury goes around the sun quite frequently. Um, the next planet after Mercury, and I'm actually going in order of fastest to slowest planet. Okay. So... Uh, Venus is the next one and Venus represents, um, basically your comforts. So, um, you know, what, what gives you pleasure? Um, and this could be like luxury things like spending money, Mm -hmm. but it can also be like, you know, staying home with a blanket and a cup of tea 
or it could also be having the amazing sex of your life. So it's like, it's, it's all of those things. It's, all those things make you feel pleasurable. And she's in retrograde right now, too. Everything's in retrograde so right I'm, now. So I, oh, I'm driving Jen crazy because <laughs> I am like, I want that so bad right now. And tea, we're having tea. We are. What we're, kind of tea are we having today, Jen? Well, you're having the same tea I'm having. I know, so we're having... We're having chai, chai green, green tea. So it's green tea with chai add it with it so it's a nice little balanced blend it's a little refreshing it's my first time having it i like green tea but it has to have mint in it or it has to have citrus in it the good thing about this tea though is that you can have it multiple ways which is very rare for tea usually like at least for me um like i can't i can only usually put like sugar or cream in certain teas right um and then like herbal teas i really don't put anything in because right. it doesn't taste right right but with this tea, because it has green tea and it has chai tea, mm-hmm. you can have you can treat it like a green tea and just drink it by itself or add like mint or something like that. Right. Or you can treat it like chai tea by itself and add sugar or you can add a creamer or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you can have it both ways and it actually tastes fine either way. Yeah. So. Well, I actually went without no mm-hmm. sweetener and... No and cream. I'm having it with cream, so right. we're like <laughs> we're the opposite of each other. Yeah, yay! <laughs> okay. So anyway, so Venus was the planet we just talked about. So depending upon what what planet, um, or what not planet, what uh, zodiac sign Venus was when you were born, talks about how you react or what you want in regards to pleasure, and how you're going to be in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. When you're when you're talking about compatibility, Venus is something you definitely want to know. So I know people focus so much on oh, what's your sun sign, and they look at the compatibility there. But in reality, you need to be looking at what their Venus signs are, because that's that's going to show you what they're looking for in a relationship and what you're looking for in a relationship is is that compatible. And that's why was it Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons say Venus, if you will. Please make a little girl for me to thrill. Yes. <laughs> do you know what your uh, Venus sign? Um, no, but I do have my natal chart. So Mine is Taurus. Oh God. So I'm just you know. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm tangent. just really into the relaxation and mm-hmm. overly romantic, sensual things. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. The next planet is Mars. And Mars is the planet of action. It's the planet of goals, but also of aggression. And it passion, but passion in a different way. Like Venus is more of that, like, the love and sensuality. Mars is more of that, like, go get them fierce kind of energy. So, like, if you have passion for something, you're really going to have passion for it. Um, So, if you want to get things done, um, but you also want to see where a lot of your activity is going to be, this is is the planet that you want to focus on. And also, if you're worried uh, about conflict um, or people not understanding you or being really aggressive, this is also the planet that you want to focus on as well. Um, Because when Mars is in retrograde... um, there's a, could be a lot of over anger, hostility. Well, a lot of stuff happens. So, like, um, yeah. for instance, um, when the fire started in um, Australia, Mars was in retrograde. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm -hmm. When Mars is in retrograde, fires will happen. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an all-encompassing planet. It doesn't like. It's not like saying that it's not. It's just one thing or another thing. Right. It's more of. It adds an intensity to any situation mm. that you're talking about. Oh dear. Um, and then the next planet is the most positive planet, and that is Jupiter. Um, they call this the benefic planet um, because it is basically the growth and optimism planet. Um, if you want to see when things are going to be looking up for you, when you're going to have a really good year, um, you want to look for Jupiter. Um, because Jupiter is always going to show you where all of your growth is happening, how the growth is happening, um, but also just where your good luck is, where you're going to be the most hopeful, when you're going to be the most successful, and when you're going to have the most development. Okay, so after Jupiter is Saturn. And Saturn is going to be a really special planet right now because Saturn <laughs> is just taking over everything this year. And mm -hmm. this year being, in case you happen to be listening to this later on down the road, is 2020. Yes. <laughs> so the reason why things are so shitty this year is because so many planets are in, or so many signs are in Saturn. Saturn is the serious, responsible planet. It's kind of like that typical parent attitude, if, if you want to look at it as... A strict as, parent. Right. Um, Saturn basically gets everyone's shit together. So anything in your life that is out of whack, if you're not being responsible, if you're not thinking things through, anything that is not... Anything that's too wild, that, that needs to be controlled, Saturn will whip it into shape. That is what Saturn does. Mm -hmm. It gets everything under control. Yeah, it's the strict parent. It's like, okay, I've had enough of you being uh, out of sync. <laughs> yeah. So I'm whipping you into shape. So. Yes. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about the other planets um, because the other planets, and I'll, I'll just list what they are, are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Um, and that is because they are considered um, planets that the collective share. So these wouldn't, I mean, you're obviously going to have them on your natal chart. If you have a natal chart done, um, it will show you where those planets are. But they're going to affect everybody in a, in a whole. So your generation of people that were born. Okay, so it's not going to be like you specifically, it affects your personality. It's more like, okay, all the people born, you know, this year, or all the people born in this 10 year, this decade, right, are all going to be going through the same thing. So it's, it's more of a collective thing. Um, and so I will skip those. Um, and also, because these planets aren't as well known, um, because astrology is an ancient study, very ancient. Um, and there's also different types of astrology because you've got like the Eastern philosophy and then you've got Western philosophy. Um, they differ a little bit. Um, because we're discovering all sorts of new things, new planets, new asteroids, cosmic bodies of things all the time, that things are being added to the chart all the time. And so um, some of these planets, mostly like Neptune and Pluto, for example, they were added after the ancients discovered yes. astrology. And so a lot of that stuff is modern and doesn't have a lot of um, background to compare it to. Right. Um, so what I mean by that is uh, astrology, of course, I, I don't want to say that it's a scientific study because it's not. But there is data that you can use to compare it to 
to show some sort of credibility, and that being because it was so well documented and it has been studied for a very long period of time, you can go back and look at the patterns of what was predicted and compare them to basically what's going on in certain aspects, and you can see the trends of, of like when negative and, and certain things are happening and, and see that there is credibility to a lot of what's being right. said. The problem, though, with a lot of these new things that are being discovered, like I said, like I said, Neptune, uh, Pluto, and then there's, like I said, other things that are being discovered, too, like asteroids and things. Um, you can still study them, but there's not a lot of information where you can go back and go, that's really what that planet represents. Because you can't go back, you know, hundreds or even thousands of years, years ago and really look at all of the data about that because it's the, it didn't exist. Well, it existed, but we didn't, they didn't know it existed. Right. right? Um, so that stuff is interesting. And if you're really, really inter into astrology, you can, and, you know, really look into that. But I won't mention it here just because for time's sake. And just because it, it's, it is more of a it is specialty. Very, yes, it is. Because there's all sorts of, like, we could really go deep. I mean, there's lunar nodes. Yes. Right? Um, there, I mean, there's people who look at the uh, solar arcs. Yes. <laughs> um, there's, you can, there's literally asteroids that are named that, depending upon where that asteroid is, affects different things. One of the most famous ones is Chiron. Um, Chiron uh, is basically any trauma that you've had will be represented by that asteroid. Um, we talked about Atlantis. Atlantis is another asteroid. I actually know where Atlantis was in my one chart. I have that chart at home. Right. But there are literally uh, hundreds of asteroids. Yes. Um, and so many get added. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Um, Lilith is another one. Um, but... Again, we won't go into that because that's really, you know, an in-depth thing. But just to kind of give you an idea, if you are interested in it, just so that you realize that the world of astrology is very massive. It's massive, uh, complex, <laughs> com it's uh, complicated. Um, I, I do have a question, though, mm -hmm. and I've asked you this before, and, and you listeners might, might be going a little crazy, but with NASA saying that there's actually a new zodiac sign... And that supposedly it was out there in the Western cultures. Um, when, when astrology first came out, and it's been thousands and thousands of years ago, it was done by Aristotle and Galileo, those Greeks, and it was also picked up by the Chinese, and those people ran with it. And it didn't start as being a Western and a... Eastern type thing. It was just a collective right. of philosophers and scientists and astrolog astrologers getting together and collaborating and sharing what they had with the people around them and then finding out that other people were processing it and some other stuff was spot on with each other mm -hmm. and then they were able to share. I mean, this thing is very collective. I have a really hard time trying to accept this new Zodiac that supposedly is supposed to be out there. To me, it's bullshit, and I'm going to call that right now. They have been trying to do this for the past 15 years that I've been mm -hmm. aware of to add this. You cannot just physically go add a new Zodiac to a chart because you want to. Mm. It has to fit in. You have to find... The, to me, because you have so much information, you have to fit 
find where it fit at mm -hmm. back then at those thousands of years. Right. Because supposedly this isn't a new thing. This is something that's supposed to be quite old and should have been used. Well, then where is it in right document? Where right. is it in the facts? It's not there. You're not giving me enough proof. So don't go in there and start upsetting people and telling me that I'm a now um, I'm a Leo now because I ain't no freaking Leo. Right, right. I am so a Virgo. Yeah. That it's not funny. So what is what's your thought on that? Do you? Um, no, I agree with you. And and the problem with with going in and changing a zodiac completely is that it just it affects a lot more than I think people realize because again. If you're not really into astrology, your, your basic knowledge of astrology is probably just going to be your sun sign. And so people are just going to be like, oh, well, it's affecting my sun sign. That's not right. Right. And I've, and I've been all over social media, and it seems that a lot of people are not connecting mm -hmm. with whatever NASA is saying their zodiac signs should be, uh, their sun sign. Um, so I, I feel like there's definitely not truth to that, only just because... There's so many people out there that are not connecting with it. Um, but also, it doesn't just affect your sun sign, it unfortunately. It affects everything. Because your, the signs, your, your, the zodiac signs affect everything. It affects every single planet out there. So all the planets that we just talked about, the planets that we didn't talk about, all the asteroids, everything would have to be completely redone because Every planet is going to be in a certain position, and if you add a sign in there, it's going to change the positions of absolutely everything. So it, it affects so much more than just, am I a Virgo now, and now I'm a Leo, right? Right. And, and when you do that, you're talking about you are changing thousands of years right. worth of documented mm -hmm. information that has been shared among philosophers, right. astrologers, uh, big name people that talked, studied, taught. I mean, just, you know, that's how they lived their life. Right. This is here. That's there. This is why this is happening. This is, you know, they shared this knowledge with kings and queens right, right, right. and emperors. This, this is knowledge that helped win wars and helped make relationships and, you can't change that. You can't throw a curveball no. and expect everyone to swallow it because it gets me riled up that where I'm like, no, you cannot, you're not that, don't believe that crap because that, well, NASA said it and they said it on TV. I said, do you believe everything everybody says? Or are you going to believe 2,000 years worth of document information? Yeah. Or even more than 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, I, yeah, yeah. I just don't like it. No, I, no, I agree with you. Because it's upsetting. It's upsetting to a lot of people. Because if that was never in the chart to start with, in the star patterns, from the very first time that they've processed mm -hmm. their own chart for trying to figure out why this is working, what yeah, this right. is doing, how can that be related today? It, like you said... It, it would upset the whole apple cart. You have to figure out how it fits in, and then you have to go and change boatloads of stuff. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying that, that what they're saying isn't credible information. But the problem is, is that it's too new. And with astrology, 
you there people don't just believe this just out of their ass. I mean, I know there are people out there that they don't it, it, they believe that it's we're just talking out of our ass. Um, but in in reality, people who study astrology they look at patterns throughout history. So they're that's where they're getting their their credible information from, whether mm-hmm. or not you believe that or not. Whenever any new information comes out, you you you. There is nothing credible about that because you can't compare it to anything. I'm not saying that them introducing a new idea is bad because we need to add new things because clearly the ancient people didn't know a lot of things. Right. right? But they created a system, okay? And it's just like anything else in the world that's created, whether it's language, whether it is... Even the way that we read music is a system. And... You, you can't go in and just completely change the system because the system works. So you have to find, okay, we learned something new. Let's study it a bit. So what they really should have done was they should have kept it to themselves or just said, hey, we found this new information. We're going to look into it, but we're not going to add or do anything to it because you need history. You need, right. you need to look... And at least show at least 10 years of, of documented information right. to kind of be like, this is where this is going to fit in here. Um, and maybe maybe they shouldn't add it as a sign. Maybe they should add it as something else or like a, a different type of an aspect that the right. ancients didn't have. Like, just like when they add a planet. Right. A planet doesn't, when you add a planet in there, that's just not changing everything. Right. You're just adding a new aspect into astrology that wasn't added before, right? right? So they need to start looking at that. They need to start studying it for a long period of time so they can see how it fits in with everything else. Um, But they have to keep the system the way that it is. They can't go in and change the system. Well, supposedly the stars for this zodiac sign is in the sky. But when did that star pattern come into display? No one knows because there's no document information on it. Right. So if you're going to add it to the system, then wouldn't you want to add it to let it affect what takes place this year? Talk about it. But so anyone born this year, that's who could be underneath that sign. Right. But then that's really confusing. But at least that's, they're they're trying to make it so that it's, they're keeping the system. They're not... You're not going back and be like, oh, well, thousands of years of, of, of all this working, we don't care now. We're just going to throw it out and we're just going to do everything new. Because you can't do that. No. Because you, you can't do that with anything. No. You know, it, you have to keep the system that worked. All you're doing is you're adding new information into right. that system. So they can't go in and be like, we're going to add a zodiac sign and we're just going to completely redo it. They can go in and they can make small adjustments like you said, where it's like it only affects certain people after a certain time, or it only affects certain aspects of, of your life. Like, it's right. not, you're not changing your zodiac sign. No. Like, maybe it's only affecting a particular aspect of someone's life. And I think that's what it should be. It right. should be an aspect. It shouldn't be a new zodiac sign. Right. right. But they're not going to know that without studying it. You have to have right. patterns to look at. You can't just be like, oh, we noticed something in the sky. We're just going to say it's this because then that's just talking out of your ass now. Right. Right. You you recognize something and you go, okay, how is this relevant to what's going on? Because that's what they do when asteroids are found today. Right. Right. They, they're, this asteroid is new. No one's ever seen it before. The ancients have never seen it before. So you can't go back and go, okay, this is what was happening when this asteroid, you know, an asteroid was doing this or that. Right. So what they have to do is they name the asteroid and then they have to, they look at what's currently going on when the asteroid was found. 
and they give it an energy based on what it what it was doing. Right. Right. So if an asteroid was discovered today, man, it would have the energy of this shitty year. Right. Right. So that's what they, that's what people do today, and then over time, that energy of that asteroid will change because there'll be more and more documentation going. Okay. This asteroid's here As and here and here, and this is interesting because these things are happening every single time this is happening, you know? Right. And that's where you get the data from. If there really is a thir- 13th sign, you need to look at something over time, and you also need to look at what were the other zodiac signs, right? Right. Um, and, and maybe those signs need to be reconfigured around so that people are still within the same realms of... Maybe there shouldn't be cusps, for example, right? right. Because right now, you know, people are born close to a sign, and right. maybe maybe that's where, you know, if you're adding a 13th sign in there, maybe, maybe we get rid of the cusp aspect because now you're fitting in another sign or something, and so maybe people who aren't on the cusp are still going to be in the same sign. You know what I mean? Again, I'm just making this up, but this is just an example of... You're keeping the system the same, but you're looking at ways of just adding in something without changing the system, right? Because we're not changing anyone's zodiac sign. Astrology is all going to be about, you know, everyone has their opinions. Right. um, And there's different schools of thought, just like anything. I mean, you'll, depending upon who you talk to, everyone's going to have certain things that they believe. Um... Some people will include certain planets or asteroids and other people won't. So it, it is a personal thing, you know. Um, if you're interested in that and you believe in that, then, then you know, that's great. Um, but I, personally for me, there has to be something to back it up. See, there has to be some sort of time period of study. Right. Where you can actually see this being used instead of it just being discovered in there. Because it, nobody's actually using it or documenting its usage. So you can't, for me personally, you can't add something without having something to go off of. Yeah, because this actually affects almost all the signs. Mm -hmm. And not just by moving them. It actually affects signs throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's more of an aspect than it would be a zodiac. Right. And and, And I totally think that it should be included as something. We should document it because it was discovered. And it is something that's new, right. like, at least for us. I mean, I know it was not really new because apparently, you know, it was discovered, but it wasn't used. Right. Um, because, you know, we need to include all of that stuff, but we need to figure out how it's going to fit in with what's already there. And I, after reading some of this, I'll show, I'll share this link with you later, but it it's literally affecting Aquarius, Pisces, Sagittarius, Scorpio, Libra. So, because it... It depends on, evidently, it's probably closest to the sun. Mm-hmm. So, depending on how we're moving, it's affecting, it's almost like a retrograde. It's affecting certain zodiacs within that year. Well, that can't be a zodiac. No. If it's only, if, if it only is working in certain conditions, right. then you can only apply it for certain conditions. Right. Like in certain people's natal charts or right. something like that. Right. Yeah. So, it's an aspect. It ain't a zodiac sign. <laughs> right. Because zodiac signs don't change. They're fixed. They're always there. Um, it's just a wheel and you're just rotating around. Right. So, speaking of wheels and rotating around. Yes. There's one more thing we're going to talk about for astrology, even though okay. I know that we had a little astrological tangent there. Oh, sorry. 
Um, and the last thing is going to be houses. Yes, but I actually love these houses. These houses can really define. Yes, um, and a lot of people actually have never heard of them. So if you, right. you know, if you just know the, you know, your typical like I'm a Taurus, whatever, um, you may not be aware that there is such a thing as a house. Um, houses are basically the way I like to describe it is if astrology was a play. <laughs> you were going to go see a play, right? Romeo and Juliet. Right. Um, the house would be the set or like the the scenery or the, the location of what's being shown on stage, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, your planets would be kind of like the, the role that the person is playing. Right? Yes. So houses just are giving you a situation. So... Just like the zodiac signs have a, a wheel, right? The 12. Right. That makes up the, the circle there. The houses also make up a circle and there's 12. Right. So you can kind of look, look at them as signs because they, they mirror each other. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is that the houses are just the settings for things, right? The zodiac sign is basically a summary of you as a person, right? So go, we'll go back to that whole we're watching a play, right? So the sign is going to be the actor, right? right. The actor is, the, the Jin is an actor, she's a Virgo. Yes. Right? The, Vir, she, the Virgo is her, really, not playing a role, not doing anything, that's her real personality. Right. Okay? But then her planet is she's stepping into a character now. So she's taking the Virgo and she's mixing it with the planet. And the planet is the role that she is becoming for this character, right? Mm -hmm. And then she being a Virgo in a particular planet with this role is going to be acting on a set and a stage for this scene. And the house would be that scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the houses are just going to be what specifically is happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you wanted to talk about work, mm -hmm. you would go to the house for work. Right. If you wanted to talk about a new project, you would go to the house for new project relationship the house for that so they're they're not they're not summaries of a person they're not summaries of a personality or anything like that it's literally just themes right they're settings right so um i don't know if i'm going to go through all these because it's kind of it's getting kind of um long but um maybe i'll just give you a, an example here um of a particular house Well, since you're using me for an example, did you want to use sure. houses that I actually sure, we can have use... stuff going on in? Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Let me pop it back. Okay, so maybe we'll do something different. Okay. So it says here that you have a, the, your moon in Taurus. Oh, God. So we'll just, we're going to completely go. And so your moon in Taurus in your second house. So let's apply what, what I just said here to the little analogy that I used. Okay. Okay. So your... True self, as mm -hmm. the actor, is going to be the Taurus. Okay? For this particular thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because it says moon in Taurus in second house. Okay? So you, right, as yourself, is the Taurus. Mm -hmm. Okay? Then your role is going to be the moon. Right? And what did we, what did we say about the moon earlier when we talked about it? <laughs> the moon is your inner, inner person. Inner, your sensitive, inner, reflective personality. It's just subconscious. Your subconscious, right? And the setting 
-hmm. is the house, right? Right. So the second house is going to be your intellectual and spiritual values and personal dignity. Mm -hmm. So it's going to talk about like your beliefs, mm -hmm. your, um, your values, and any kind of emotional or sensitive attachments that you might have. Mm -hmm. um, and so what this is basically saying is, is it's like it's, it's zeroing in on, okay, your inner personality mm -hmm. is going to be attached very strongly with your values and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's what it's saying. Because for example, if let's say for example, I had a moon in Taurus, right? Mm -hmm. If my moon was, my moon in Taurus was in a different house completely. Okay. Let's say mine was in the fourth house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, just making this up. Right. Okay. Even though we both have moon in Taurus, we're totally different because of the house. Right. Okay. So, and the reason I'm saying this is because most people are not going to realize this. They're just going to be like, oh, we have the same planets, whatever. But the house actually does change it slightly. It, it, we do, sh we would, we would both be sharing mm -hmm. similar inner personalities, mm -hmm. but there's, there would be fundamental differences because if yours is in the second house, your beliefs and values are going to be very strongly connected there. Mm -hmm. If mine was, let's say in the fourth house, the fourth house is all about family. Mm-hmm. So that means that I would be a very family-oriented individual. Right. So it, it would. It, so the house really does change the outcome of that. Mm, correct. Okay. So that just gives you an example. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Just to show how that works. You're right. Um, so yes, the house does change um, the meaning, even though the planets are the same. Also. Houses are really important when you're doing um, daily astrology. Yes. Um, because you want, let's say, for example, you want to find out the best time to maybe move. Okay. Um, you want to make sure that you're moving during a, a time um, when you've got certain planets in a certain house. Right. Um, typically, when you want some positive outcome, you're going to look at Jupiter first because mm -hmm. Jupiter is that growth positivity planet. But you're also going to want to make sure that you're looking at the particular house that Jupiter is going to be in at a certain time period. Right. And then you'll know that this will be a good time to move. Right. Um, I know I talked to you about a situation that happened to me before mm -hmm. that I thought was really interesting, which is I noticed that I had lost weight in certain periods over the course of my life. Like there was some sort of a pattern going on. Mm -hmm. So I looked up um, what was going on. And so in 2016, I had lost a lot of weight. Um, I was very, very motivated. And when I started studying astrology very, very seriously last year, um, I was reading a, a chapter in one of my lessons, and I realized that there was a specific period of time where you could lose weight very quickly, like astrologically. Mm -hmm. And I was going, hmm, this is really interesting. So I, I, I thought, okay, just for practice, I would look it up. Mm -hmm. just to see what was going on in 2016 to see if it matched what they said. Right. And it did. Oh, wow. Um, I had um, Jupiter in the sixth house in 2016. And so it, it basically showed that um, the reason why it was very easy for me to lose weight was because astrologically the, the planet Jupiter was in the house that promotes weight loss. 
Okay. So that's really houses. That's how you use houses. Right. Houses are, are basically to help you figure out when things should happen. Like right. in the future. As a guide. Right. As a guide. Right. Um, or when not to do things. Or right. When not to move, for example. Or right. may- maybe you shouldn't want to lose. Maybe, you know, if you're getting discouraged. Let's say you're not losing weight. Yeah. Um, it could be because you're you're trying to lose weight at a really inopportune time. Like, for example, this year is not really all that great for weight loss, even though we yes. are trying. Yeah, we are trying. Um, just because Jupiter is really sluggish this year. Yeah. And Saturn is really strong. So, but again, that's what houses are for. Houses are basically, you know, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. When is the best time to do it? Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, like we said at the beginning, astrology is really complex. There is so much detail that can be given. And this is, what she touched is just not not even really the basic. This is just like, here, let me dab your toes in it and um, make you think a little bit and see if this is something you would be interested in. Because there is so much, and astrology... Yes, you have your natal chart. Yes, you have all these houses. Um, you have asteroids, star clusters, um, other little phenomenons that happen in the sky that can add or you could put them in your natal chart. You could do your yearly chart. You could do your 10-year chart. You, there's other, two other branches that astrology branches off to that um, covers... Um, like a 50-year mm-hmm. and then a 10-year that can change your sun sign just for that time frame. Right. Because based on where everything is sitting in the sky, because you have to stop and think, our planet is rotating, and it's rotating around the sun, and other things are rotating around us, and things that are happening in the sky is all different. Nothing stays the same. It's all change. That's why I keep telling people when they, that when you reach a certain age, that age and that and time are like the same. They become irrelevant right. because time is man-made. The age given is man-made in a sense because man goes, oh, well, how are we going to say how old we are? You know, so they, they created age. Right. So um, we are just celestial beings and a host trying to get through life and walk our path. Right. And every little tool we can give you can help you. And if you would like to know your natal charts, I'm all up for helping you um, with <laughs> knowing. I, I don't know if that's something Jen's going to offer. I think that's what she's doing, learning this, so she can offer it with her tarot readings right, and right. teaching tarot. And Le, yeah, Le, I mean, Le Mans and, yeah, the reason why I was studying astrology is because... Tarot actually is very astrological. Yes. Um, because ast- tarot and numerology and astrology, they all kind of they all kind of go together and so you kind of I like using all of the aspects yes. and putting them all together to gives you, know, you g- gives you more in depth. Picture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I'm not a believer that you just look at one thing and it shows you everything. I think you you know, you, you the more that you know, the more that you incorporate, the more information you'll never know everything right but it's more information and i think it's very interesting knowledge is power right right so but yeah 
So that was our podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed it. We're, we're really trying hard to keep these down to a minimal, <laughs> but when we're doing topics like this, um, there's a lot of information and it's hard to figure out what it is we want to touch base with and what information we should share, but um, in the future and probably the near future, probably a couple of months, we'll go in more depth with astrology. Mm-hmm. We'll both... Um, that will, it'll, it'll be a topic. We both will have information. We'll probably work on together. It'll probably be the only show that we'll collaborate and have. So who's going to say what? Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of information. Maybe we'll go over a little bit of each of our charts or something. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Or maybe we can do a chart on the show. Or we could just start doing chart readings. If people want us to do yeah. chart readings or something. Something like that. But yeah, just to give you a little bit. But if you want to know more, please um, leave us an email. Uh, leave us a message on our IG. Um, leave us a message on our Facebook page. But we are here for you. And we thank you so much for joining us. We know that 2020 is a crappy year for everybody. But we want you to know that we are sending so much love and light out to all of you. And we hope you stay safe. And we hope you know that we're all in this together. And we will get through this. This too shall pass. Thank you for joining us on another podcast. Until next time, we're signing off. Blessed be. Blessed be. Bye. Bye, everybody. And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram account is eclecticsoulpodcast. Our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org. Our YouTube is eclecticsoul. And our website is eclecticsoul.org. Jen? If you want to reach me, my personal website is musicandmystery.com. My SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash Jennifer-Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery, and my Instagram is at Music and Mystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at Just Call Me Jinjin. My Instagram is at Call Me Jinjin or Look for Goddess. And my Twitter is at Jen Sullivan. Thank you and have a blessed day. Blessed be.